What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're recapping the divisional round of the fucking playoffs, and it was a wild one. These are your ho- oh, first off, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop your comment of your favorite bet that you hit on. Drop a comment of the craziest shit you saw. If you if you're a Giants fan, let us know. Talk talk your shit. But these are your pick. Um, your host. I'm Paul Picklewinham, and I'm joined with. Hey man, you already know it's that boy Kev. Water boy, boy, man. Hey Paul, hey, Paul ain't gonna tell you, man. But hey, we definitely have to shoot this bitch an hour and twenty minutes late because my stupid ass fell asleep watching. Euphoria and shit. <laughs> You're not even caught up yet, boys. I ain't even caught up. Here. I ain't gonna lie. I'm at the part where they just hit the nigga with the um. He just hit the nigga with the water bottle. Like no, he hit the nigga with the um, alcohol bottle and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I was. That's why I had to watch the next episode, and that next episode put me out. But you know what should have put me out? What couldn't put me out? These motherfucking games this week. Besides for the 49ers and Seahawks, everything was a motherfucking banger. And I'm including the ass whooping the Cowboys put on the put on the Bucks. Because we enjoyed every minute of it. Every second. Even even with the kicker missing, that's all you guys do. I ain't never seen nobody miss that many extra points before. Shit, well, before we kick it off, you know, we got to run through the records. Let me put my little blunt out. Me and Kev both went 5-1. and one. I missed on the Dolphins. He missed on the Vikings. So we tied. Then I went 1-0 on locks. Kev went 0-1. He locked up the Vikings. I locked up the Cowboys. And then we both went 1-0 and on our dogs. He had Jaggies. We had Giants. But collectively, collectively, uh, I think we both picked both the dogs this week. And then um, let's get to the bets. This is why a lot of people are here. You want to make some money? I'm giving you money, free money. 6-1 and one on my props. Over 16 and a half carries for ETN. It didn't matter. They're down 27-0. The source was confirmed in that game because if he got 20 carries down by that many points, he he definitely was going to get 20 carries if uh, if the game would have been closer throughout the game. And then Jones over 240 passing yards against Vikings. Cash it. CMC over 73 and a half rushing yards. He his first run was 68 yards. Oh, the, oh thank you. <laughs> and Everybody. it. Diggs over six and a half receptions. I could have swore like end of the first quarter he had five. Uh, so and then uh, Jeff Wilson anytime touchdown scorer at plus one twenty. And that one was shaky for the Dolphins, but uh, he eventually found the uh, green grass. CMC touchdown minus one fifty. Never a doubt he's a magnet for the touchdowns. And in these I didn't give out, but I did give out to select people in my inner circle. But CMC to lead all rushers over the weekend. Plus 350, cashed it. 49 to have the most points in the weekend. The fifth biggest odds. I mean, four teams have better odds than the 49ers. Plus 650, cashed it. Dak to have over 300 passing yards, plus 325, cashed it. Oh, my boy made bread this weekend. This is a great playoff. Betting has been nice. Oh, and then the teaser that I gave out. Giants plus nine, keep the points. Bengals minus three and a half, that was shaky. Four, uh, 49ers minus four was never in doubt. So, I mean, cash that as well. It was, it was it was a hot hand going into playoffs. Yeah, my boy hit the parlay, that parlay part two. Hey, Bella, so holla at Paul. That boy might have some fresh toys for you. But, not nah, a good, good week of betting, man. Good weekend of bets. But now let's get into these games. You want to start Saturday? Do you, I mean, we can work backwards. We can work forward. Where do you want to start? 
I think we're good. wherever you want to start from, motherfucking. I would say start backwards, but like they had some hidden ass games on Sunday, so I don't know if I want to talk about them bitches first. All right, well, we, we just go through Saturday. The first game was a blowout, be the quickest one. I mean, 49ers beat the brakes off the Seahawks. It was close at halftime, but second half, they made some changes. Shanahan made some changes, uh, locked up Geno, locked up the run game. Kenneth Walker is nowhere to be found, but Brock Purdy. He's a, he's people were doubting a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. You can say it's the system, you say whatever you want, but this motherfucker, he started rough and shook that shit off and overcame it and looked phenomenal to finish the game. So I was like, this guy, this is a fucking NFL baller right here. Nah, dead ass motherfucking put in that fucking work. The shots and the shots that he was hitting just crazy, hitting Debo. Debo went crazy this game, motherfucking. They beat the shit out of them boys, and defensively, they looked unstoppable. Yeah, and uh, like CMC scoring multiple touchdowns again. Who's yeah, stopping this team? Is it going to be 49ers-Eagles? Is that is this what we're all waiting for at this point? Nah, no cap. That's what we want to see, man. Because, boy, there's no, team that's, there's no team that can keep up with this team. Playing like they are offense. And then even Kyle Shanahan saying, like, yo, Jimmy G was – Healthy right now, I'd still start Brock Purdy. What you talking about? Three hundred and thirty-two yards, like, like he, he like three touchdowns, only took one sack. He's and this is like he had two or three passes where he did overthrow it, underthrow. Like he didn't look too good. Like if he would came out crisp early, got the nerves out before the game, he probably would put up four hundred yards because like those are some deep shots that he missed that were open. Where like he. he this is a scary team. CMC, Debo running the rocks. Like, I don't know. Elijah Mitchell, I know he didn't do much this game, but he he was damn near a 1,000-yard carry, 1,000-yard uh, last year kind of guy, still young. Um, and we're not even talking about the defense yet. So, 8-1 and one at home. That home field advantage is big. They have a number two seed. So, when they play the Cowboys next week, they will be at home. But they finna fuck the Cowboys up. I'm not going to lie to you. But Brock Purdy is looking awesome. His whole family's in the crowd going crazy. The Seahawks, I think they had a good run. And I think in the beginning, they tried. Like, this game wasn't a blowout immediately. Like, they really tried to keep this bitch close, and they tried to play their asses off. Gino, Gino just you can't do much. You can't do much against a team like this. That's just the best way to explain it. They're coached well. They play well, and they're bought in, and they play co- – they, they bought into – it feels like they bought into the system. And they play so cohesively, it doesn't matter. And Purdy does is not throwing interceptions. Like if he was kind of shaky throwing interceptions here and there, like that's the difference between him and other young quarterbacks, I feel like. Whereas other young quarterbacks are throwing interceptions early in their career. He just came in and like hasn't thrown any or probably just one all season. I don't know. Like I, I don't have his stats in front of me, but I just know he's been playing perfect ball. Nice. Yeah, he's doing his thing, man. He's making the most of his opportunity. Like, yeah. what's the last time somebody said Trey Lance? That's what I was going to say next was, like, I'm if I'm them, I'm keeping Purdy over Lance next season. Like, I just putting up 40 points in the playoffs, like, just not batting an eye. Why well, look back? Is this a new Steve Young? He could be. I mean, Trey Lance ain't, ain't no Joe Montana, but, like, Jimmy G's contract is gone. We weren't too sure on Trey Lance, like, how did they – they almost lost to the – or did – they lost to the Bears. I know it was the monsoon, but one of the Bears with three wins was against – and this is before Justin Fields was running the ball. Like – They lost They lost to the Falcons. Like, so, 
with with Purdy in, I, I, I he just seems like a guy. But our next Saturday game, this was the, the, the crazy game. Jaguars beating the Chargers 31-30. At one point, it was 27-0. Four interceptions to start the game on four drives for Trevor Lawrence. Like, it, and yet they found a way. Doug P got this game going in the second half, locked up the Chargers, got the run. They never abandoned the run game at all throughout this whole game. They kept running the ball. It kept working. Trevor Lawrence cleaned it up in the second half. And I, I don't know how he hasn't grown on you yet, Kev. Like, the the, the, the amount of dog that I feel like he's shown throughout the season and then the, the fucking – what is it, the second or third biggest comeback in playoff history he, we just witnessed on Saturday night? I think it just looks good right now. Because don't get me wrong, we both picked the Jaguars. We both on the Jaguars. This is a dog. Thanks. Shout out to Tip. But it looks good right now because they got they they snuck in and got that win. Like the Chargers, like every you throw four interceptions against any other team in the playoffs, I don't really see you. I don't see you winning right now. Like, but they 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 did it against the Chargers and the Chargers fucking choked. I mean, the Chargers looked great early. Austin Eckler looked unstoppable. The defense looked fucking good. Asante Samuel, Asante Samuel Jr. got three of the picks by his damn self. Like, they were staying active and they were staying a problem. But like you said, the Jaguars stuck to their game plan. They never they never doubted. And Doug P really kept them boys in the locker room. And they looked like they were getting frustrated throwing, throwing all those picks. But Doug P had to have said something to them boys at halftime to change the entire outcome of the season because this game was over. But they put in the work and, Brandon, and like, it came down to what our takes. Like, who do you trust more as a coach, Brandon Staley? Or Doug P. I'd rather have Doug P down by twenty seven and Brandon Staley up by twenty seven. Which is insane. Cause what is that like the third you said it's the third largest level comeback? I think it's the third. It could be the second, but I believe it's the third largest comeback. And the interceptions he did throw. Okay, the the third one for sure is his fault. The fourth one's his fault. The first one was a tipped up ball that got deflected at the line. All right. Oh, that was the first one? The first one was the deflected one that popped up. And then the second one was he – I think he threw the Say Jones and Asante – and Asante Samuel and him are basically like a jump ball on a curl route. And Zay Jones went to jump for the ball. Maybe he got pulled down. I never saw the replay on if Asante pulled – but, like, he never jumped up. So, Asante Samuel had an easy catch because he jumped by himself. Maybe he, he – you know, some people use the shoulders to jump up, keep the other guy down. I didn't see the replay, so I'm not sure if he did it, but that was the first Asante Samuel interception. And, like, it still was a good thrown ball. So, I that one, I, the first two I don't put on Trevor. The third and fourth I definitely do. It was just, like, he he throws a, a slant route. He doesn't see the guy cutting the safety coming up and, like, reading it during when James gets it. And then Asante Samuel, like, but also those last two ones, they were in – I think the second one as well. They were in Charger territory. Two of them, they could have kicked the field goal. They chose not to. And then the other one, they were down by 20. So they were like, fuck it, let's already go for it. And um, But they were moving the ball. That was just the point I was trying to make. They're, they're, they were moving the ball prior to it. And then I even – in the group chat, people were shitting on Jaguars. I was like, Jaguars still finna win. And this was, this was not a 27-0, but this was right after – Trevor Lawrence threw the touchdown to end halftime to Evan Ingram. And I was like, Jags aren't out of it. 
three point three ball three score ball game second half. I've like I see I seen this story before with the Chargers. Was I talking a little bit out of my ass? Probably was, but I did not have I did not lose faith because the Jaguars they were moving the ball, they were doing the shit, and the second half they just kept they just kept doing what they're doing, minus the turnovers and special teams, big big returns. And you know what's the best way to celebrate the third biggest comeback in history in playoff history? What is it? Trip off house. The boys is vibing. I seen a couple of videos. Trevor Lawrence is funny as fuck. He posted a meme talking about something. I ain't gonna lie, they had this in the first half. <laughs> and then, and then, How can and you then, not enjoy him, right? <laughs> and then I was watching him and I'm just looking like, yo, this is a regular ass dude. Like this motherfucker is like somebody I would, especially being in college, I was somebody I would see on if I was at UF on campus. So I'm just saying, thinking like, oh man, still not my dog though. Do you know my my dad's buddy in Georgia that his grandfather won the Kentucky Derby twice? Oh wow! Okay, I feel like I've told you him before, but yeah, he has all his money. He's the sits on it. He owns all his land in Cartersville, Georgia, where Trevor Lawrence is from. Cartersville, Georgia, and this guy, he's rubbed the. The, a famous comedian has died recently. I can't remember his name. He was a gay comedian, older gentleman, super famous. He used to be a jockey for him on his horses. And then he went on to Hollywood, have, became an actor. He's like, I'm going to go. And they became, they're still friends to the day he up to his died. He was actually at his funeral. And then a lead singer of a big 90s band slept on his couch because he's just a super cool, nice guy. Loves the party. And, uh, you know who else you rub shoulders with? And that's also why I kind of fuck with dude now. Ooh. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence out of Cartersville, Georgia, the same city he's at. He, Cartersville was a small city. Instead of leaving to the, all the big schools in Georgia for football, private schools, he stayed in Cartersville, kept them undefeated, won, national, uh, won championships every year in the state, and be, took that small school and put it on the map type shit. And every year, that boy really would have concerts and stuff on his land for free. Free Carterville concerts. Trevor Lawrence would be at all of them. He has Trevor Lawrence signed jerseys. He had, like, he's he's close with the family. So, like, ever since then, I was like, okay, let me give this guy a shot. And he's kind of proved to me, like, oh, this guy's a dog. And, like, I kind of – and ever since then, they've been winning. So, I'm just like, damn, like, kind of got a root for the dog now. I got respect for him. You know, I'm a root for the Jaggies every time, but you got to prove it to me. You know me. You got to prove, son. Hey, they got the Chiefs next week, and the Chiefs, are, they took the, they had the week off, so you never know how teams look coming out of bye. These are facts. And, and like, we saw the Cowboys throw four interceptions before the playoff game. How likely is it for the Jags to have back-to-back games where, like, four interceptions happens? Like, if they have a perfect game against the Chiefs, I mean, shit, We'll, we'll talk about that in the next game here because that's what happened here. The Bills beat the Dolphins 34-31, but it's the playoffs. This is a 14-point spread. Anything can happen. I, I, Kev, I was this close to seeing you. I said 3 o'clock, but this game ran for like three hours. So, like, it was really like 5 o'clock when the game ended. But No cap. I swear this game was like, damn, this game is like, I thought the next game was supposed to start at 415. They delayed the Vikings game because how long this game took, and like I loved every second. Like, we were at one point we were down like seventeen zero, but what the Josh Allen? We've been saying it all season. He loves to do Josh Allen things. When Josh Allen's in his bag, unstoppable. 
When he's not in <laughs> he's another form of Carson Wentz. <laughs> and he threw one over the top. Oh, give me that. Oh, who took that that boy right there? Then an, um the another one, and he kept us in the game. And then the fumble, the the I that fumble I can understand. He's like he's probably trying to go down, but the ball the ball gets slipped. Pick it up, give us that touchdown. We're back in the game, 17-17. And all I can say is if, if Tua or Teddy would have played, I like my odds a lot better. If Tua would have been healthy for playoffs, I think we go on a big run here. Like, we were in this – our defense, who I've been shitting on all season, was the reason why we were in this game. And the only thing that held us back was just the lack of offense. And I can't even put it on Skyler because Waddle had over 100 yards of drops. Three drops. He would have, it was a hundred and something yards and drops and Tyreek Hill had a few drops. So Skyler did his best, but at the end of the day, it's a third string rookie quarterback. Feel a lot better with the season ending. The bills. I think they might get bounced next week. That's how I felt walking out of this game is if the Skyler Thompson, and the boys could keep it this close, Joe Burrow and them boys next week, are a little bit more dangerous than Skyler Thompson is. You would think that, right? I would, and I want. I would usually. I was. I would agree with you until Sunday night. Until I saw what. Um, we'll talk that game later, but until I seen um Huntley versus them boys, I really thought the same exact thing. I I know I I, I can see that because the Bills definitely came out flat. Yeah. So motherfucking the Bills. I think they they just they just hit their shots early. They hit the deep shot to Stephon Diggs. They just were hitting their shots early. They looked good early. They got the touchdown to Dawson Knox. But this team, once this is your team, like, adjusted, and, like, I feel like Mike McDaniels is not getting the, the fucking acknowledgement he deserved because of the losing streak, just because, like, yo, this team was not – this team was team was good last year. This team was won games last year, but they weren't actually good for real. Like, the way that you guys adjusted to the Bills and kind of put them on the ropes – you were cut. You were stopping them, get taking them to three and outs, all second half. Thank right. you. People aren't, aren't respecting the fact that them boys were not converting on third downs in that second half. Not at all. I want to say there's a stat like no. Ty Skyler Thompson was three for thirteen. Somebody was like three for thirteen on third down. I was a spy Skyler. But and I'm just looking at your offense like damn. Like this is the same thing that happened last game. Like yo, y'all, y'all gotta go. Like you, you, there's one y'all gotta go. Like and just you guys just didn't have that engine. I mean Tyree Kill did what he could do. Um, Jalen Waddle caught the ball, caught the balls. Like like the like the totally blitz two says life would have been all good. But this team was you guys were winning at one point. Like it was twenty four to twenty. And I was like oh shit, this game could go. This game could go any way right now. Like. Shout out to our boys for finishing the season strong as fuck. And like Tua, Tua, Tua comes back healthy next season. If he stays healthy, it's a wrap. And the biggest thing I think that needs to be, as long as from the inside voices, it's confirmed. Like it's already been confirmed from everywhere I've seen that has, like, has Miami Dolphins sources and not just like Warren Sharp's opinion or someone's like Florio's opinion, but actual inside voices are talking about it. Everyone's like, yeah, Tua will be our starter for next year. Because some people are trying to make the Tom Brady to the Dolphins storyline work because uh, Sean, uh, if Sean Payne comes and replaces McDaniel. But everything is like pointing to McDaniel and Tua is the future. And how can you not say that otherwise? Like watching this game, like our offense was so stagnant. I just was like, 
I'm not saying we would have won the game with two. I'm just saying like there's no way that like we're sitting here in the same position. Like we were there were so many drives, like you said, three and thirteen on third downs. You know who was the best on third downs percentage in all of NFL throughout the season? Tua. So I'm not saying Tua is gonna be 13 of 13 on third downs, but he's gonna do better than three of 13. Like, like just we would have had a better QB, and I think we probably would have pulled this game out. I'm not mad that we ended our season this way. The injuries are motherfucker. My biggest thing looking forward to is is Tua gonna be healthy for a season? Because he could be in the same boat as Lamar Jackson, where it's just like I love him as a player, but you're just not healthy. Oh, that's so real, so 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 real. But this then, game was good. I I love watching this game. I'm not gonna lie to you. Then let's get into the next game: Vikings losing at home to the Giants, 31-24. Giants were the underdog here. I tried to get you on my side, Kev. You didn't want to, you want you were talking all about that chain gang. Uh, uh, uh. I owe you a shot to hold a little part of my side. We did better shot. And you did point out that the Giants did dump the Gatorade. And for whatever reason, I feel like the Gatorade bets have not been hitting as as much as they have in the past. Last season they hit every time. This season, I feel like we're batting like one or four on like uh, the Gatorade dumps. We gotta make a new. We gotta. We gotta find a new inside because that Gatorade used to. I don't know if my shot glasses. And shot and the Giants get their first playoff win in eleven years. I mean, Danny Dimes was running up and down the field like seventy-eight yards. <laughs> Daniel Jones, fucking three hundred yards. Like he was a dude. <laughs> But if like if this was the only game you've ever got to see of Daniel Jones's career, you would be sitting here talking about how come the Giants are giving this motherfucker a max contract right now. Uh, dead ass. Kirk Cousins. I mean, I can't even put the blame on him. Like they all y'all let up thirty-one points and lost, and this is exactly what I've been saying all year. Daniel Jones put up three hundred yards. I I told y'all to hammer the passing over yards. This was never in doubt. Like there, the Isaiah Hodgins had 105 yards on y'all. Darius Slayton had 88 yards on y'all. He almost had more. He literally dropped the touchdown that would have sealed it. Until the Vikings can fix that defense, y'all can have great seasons and uh, like look at the oh yeah, like we've been cooking. Justin Jefferson almost broke the broke the record, but like this is football is still football. There's still two sides of the ball. And like Kirk Cousins, he came like 31 and 39, 273 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. The first drive, he was like seven of seven for 60 something yards touchdown on the QB sneak. So I look at this game pretty interestingly. Motherfucking Dayball, he's a dude and coach. I was talking shit. I was talking shit because I feel like. When it got to the second half, it was 24-24, and it, this game could have went either way. He stuck to the game plan. He told Daniel Jones to cook. Even Saquon was getting it in, scoring touchdowns and shit. And this team made sure that they, and his team was converting on third downs all game. So, fuck, fuck the um, Trevor Lawrence. Check the Trevor Lawrence overall rushing, motherfucker. Niggas should have took the Daniel Jones overall rushing. Like, the first, his first, his first play, I was thinking, like, Damn, this offense is gonna take off. The first play he ran, I was like, "Dang, I wish we, had, I wish we had bet on him." Because this shit was like thirty something, I probably would have still, we would have probably still cashed. So, 
It's funny you say that because Lawrence was the only one that I missed. The only missed prop was the Trevor Lawrence prop. That shit is crazy because, like, yeah, because the boys was losing. So I respect the fuck out of this Giants team. I mean, that catch Isaiah Hodges had on the sideline, that shit was insane. Um, This game was just hurtful. Like, I'm going to have to take my shot. Like, I'm taking my shot. It was, See, I this was game was perfect for me because – the Giants scored 31. Their offense, Daniel Jones cooks both sides of the ball. Shaquan, nine carries of 53 yards, two touchdowns. Everyone's talking about Shaquan's back. This will be the – I don't know what the line is for next week, but it's time to fade the Giants because the, I feel like next week the line's going to be a lot closer because there's going to be a lot of people like, oh, did you not see the Giants just upset the Vikings? They're like, Remember Eli Manning? Remember the run they had? Like this team, Brian uh- the and, like, it is the perfect – because people – the casuals aren't looking at – like, the Vikings are 13-4. and four. They think they're a dominant team this year. They're not looking at the fact that they have the worst pass defense in the NFL, like one of the worst defenses overall where teams like this should be able to shine, and they shone – and they shined like a motherfucker, whereas next week they're going to play the Eagles. They're not going to be able to do that against Bradbury, Slay, and C.J. Johnson-Gardner, who's healthy again. Like the end of defense as a whole, Robert Williams uh, uh, came back. Like, they're uh, Lane Johnson is probably is healthy now again at left tackle. Like, the, the Giants, they look better. And like Justin Jefferson, seven catches of 47 yards. He had a Dory Jackson on him. A Dory Jackson was hurt for somebody a year. He's back now. He's been locked. He's been locking people up. So maybe AJ Brown doesn't have the best of games. Maybe it's time to ride Devontae Smith next week. But I'm guaranteeing you that the Giants are going to get smacked. Like, like, if the spread is under seven, take the Eagles because the, the Giants are, are a perfect team. They went up, you know, this is the perfect scenario. A team that cannot play defense with, with the Giants, they look good. Next week, they're going to play a team that can play defense, and people are going to be betting them. Hey, man. Fuck, I mean, the Vikings, my biggest takeaway is that the Vikings were 11-0 in this game, coming in one score game. They're now 11-1. You can't trust, you can't trust the motherfuckers that play close every game. I thought, because last, the difference between this Vikings team and the last Vikings team was that they were winning all those close games. Now, you, now I'm understanding that, hey, you can't, you can't trust anyone that plays it close. You can't trust it. So, I'll take my shot, man. Hey, shout out anybody that's taking the shot with me, man. But, you gotta hey, drink what you care. Respect, respect to the coach of the year, Brian Dayball. I still think it's Doug P. But Brian Dayball is the only other one I'm okay with if you if you take him over. I'm not okay if you take Sirianni or Shanahan. But those, I think it's the ball and P. Uh, next game, the Bengals in a nail biter against the Ravens. They beat them twenty four to seventeen. And I mean, the play of the game was Sam Hubbard's ninety eight. Fumble recovery touchdown for them boys to, to take the lead, I believe, and then kind of securely set. Like the Ravens are this close to taking the lead and probably winning it. And the boy, like the Bengals, they just seem like a team where they're destined because last year they, they were doing shit like this. And this year they're doing it again, where it's just like the Josh, Josh, Joe Burrow is getting sacked like nine times a game and they were still finding a way to win. Like it's just like, I don't know how you can never bet against the Bengals anymore. Yeah, it's tough to bet against the Bengals because it's crazy. I mean, I'm going to do it next week against the Bills. But 
the Bengals team, this Bengals team is awesome, man. Like, this game was way close. And first off, shout out to the Ravens. John Harbaugh came through, coached well. Hutley played, Hutley did what he could do. And his offense put up numbers, like, put up numbers. They, what they put up, 30 points? Uh, 17. It was 17-24. Oh, but, I mean, Hunley, 17 of 29, 226, two touchdowns. And he carried the ball nine times for 54 yards. Like, I was literally, like, if the Ravens win this game, Kev, our take, whatever we were sitting here, like, what if Tyler Huntley snaps and the Ravens win? Like, yeah, <laughs> we're this close to sitting here, like, if they don't get the fumble recovery, because they're on the one. If Tyler Huntley scores that one, like, he rushes it in Lamar style. We're sitting here, like, Lamar, you may need to – I mean, your price is a little high. I can get a little cheaper with this guy over here. Like, like I don't know, Lamar. Like, But now we're back in the same boat. Like, Lamar, Lamar, <laughs> we may need you. Right, no cap. But I looked at this shit like that was just poetic justice for them to um do it like that. And Chubber Hubbard being in the perfect place at the perfect time because that ball, I feel like, literally got – Thrown into like when it hit the air, it went straight to his hand almost. Like you could have thought a controller was in the motherfucking ball the way it hit his hands. And the boys took it back, and that was the play of the game. And it hit me that that was at the 11th minute of the fourth quarter. So, like, you can't say, like, oh, bro, this didn't happen. Like, you guys, they had opportunities to score, and like, they could have won this game. So, that's why I think it's going to be so crazy next week for the Bengals versus the Bills because it's like, oh, shit, both these teams didn't look at their absolute finest against. Two teams that didn't really – two teams that didn't have their starting quarterbacks. Yeah, and then, um, I mean, they get the fumble touchdown. Ravens get the ball, of course. They go three and out. Then the Bengals get the ball. They get one first down, then go three and out, punt it back. Ravens get a first down, end up punting it right back. And then Bengals punt it back. So it was, like, stagnant again. But then the Ravens get the ball on the last drive after a great punt return. And they get the ball all the way down to Cincinnati 17. They're in the red zone, 30-something seconds left. And, of course, like, the backup fucking offensive lineman, because the Ravens been having dealing with O-lineman issues. All They get the offensive holding. They go back to the 27. And then, they, you know, a couple of deep passes later, game's over. But they were moved. Like, that last drive, they were there. They're on the 17 yard line. Like it was like that's why I'm saying it's a nail biter because it was similar to the Dolphins Bills, where like the team that was losing had the ball in their hand for the last couple seconds with the opportunity to score. But unlike the Dolphins, the Bills actually were in the red zone. And I'm just sitting there like, fuck, if Tyler Huntley <laughs> leads this to overtime, like, like we're talking a different contract scenario with that boy Lamar. No cap. If Tyler Huntley scores that that ball on um scores that touchdown in the eleventh minute of the fourth quarter, the way this defense was balling, that a lot of people aren't going to give credit. I don't think this. I don't think this Bengals team wins that game. Yeah, and like Joe Burrow got sacked four times, and this may be like a hint of what's coming. They've been losing. They lost three all starting offensive tackles, I believe at this point. So now they're like, they're playing a dangerous game, but we saw them overcome it last year. Jamar chase. That's what everyone's going to talk about. Oh, Jamar chase had 84 yards and touchdown. And like, he looked good nine catches, but like T Higgins was nowhere to be found. Um, Tyler board was not like Joe Burrow 
only put up 209 passing yards. I think his over-under was like 250, 260. We we're gonna need it to be we don't need him to cook if he has any chance of this Bengals team to beat the Bills next week. And this is a team he put up nine hundred yards against in the regular season last year. Yeah, like they got all pro defensive play players, but at the same time they do allow deep shots to happen. And like they had chances to put the game out, but those last couple, like I said, right after that touchdown that from Sam Hubbard. Their offense was stagnant after that, so it's not even like they could get they, – they were constantly moving the ball down. Like, the Ravens could – had a chance to win this game or at least tie it up after the um, fumble. They never could. Bengals end up getting the win. They move on. We'll see them against the Bengals – not the Bengals, against the Bills, which will be a great game. I, I think they're a five-point underdog right now, so we'll see uh, um, closer to when we make the picks. Hell yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be a good game next week. But I think that's why they're in the same boat. I feel like they both didn't play crazy well, and it's like, are you gonna now that you got the playoff, the first, the first game of the playoffs out your mind, out the way? Like, are you gonna turn up now, or is the same team? Is this the same team that's gonna come out next week? Because both these, what the only difference I think is Josh Allen had more turnovers. Yeah, because Joe Burrow didn't have any turnover. It, um. But Josh Allen had the turnovers, but yeah, he put up more points. Cause mm-hmm. that's the scary thing about the Bills and shit. It's like y'all can have turnovers, but they still put up thirty. Then our Monday night football game, the Buccaneers getting they ass beat at home by the Cowboys, thirty-one fourteen. Honestly, I think it was like twenty-four zero at one point. Cowboys kicker missing was it four extra point kicks. Broke the record. That's crazy. Because I remember at three, they said he was the first person since 2000. So I was like, bro, you're the first person this century to miss three extra points. And the first one could have told you he was going to miss that many. Because, like, the first one was terrible. It looked like a torpedo got sent out. And this game pissed not pissed me off, but I was so upset because I literally – I had a three-leg parlay cooked up. And I didn't take it. Because I was already like, man, I got all this money and all these other bets. Let me just chill out. I didn't know all those other bets were going to hit. Otherwise, I would have took this one too. But I had Gerald Everett tied in for the Chargers. Anytime touchdown score, which was like plus 200 by itself. Dalton Schultz to score a touchdown for the Cowboys, which was like plus 75. And this Gasecki to score a touchdown for the fucking Dolphins at plus like 275 and parlay together was like 35 to one plus 3,500. And I was sitting there like, Oh, should I just put a little bit on this? Nah, let me chill. Cause I got so many bets in. I wish I would have put that because the, after all the other Gasecki scored, I was like, fuck. Okay. Well maybe the other ones don't score. Okay. Then I see, um, Everett score for the, Oh no. I saw Everett score first and I was like, okay, that was supposed to happen. Then Gasecki scored. I was like, fuck, okay, well, maybe the Cowboys shit the bed and I'm not mad at it. And then I see Dalton Schultz score the first touchdown. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, that was a big, that was going to fucking be a, it was like five to win a, a hundred and something. And I was like, oh, I should just put this in. Uh, I didn't put it in. I'm, I'm, I'm kicking myself in the keister now. But I mean, I won on everything else. I can't be upset. But on to the game. Cowboys, I mean, we were scared about them after that Washington performance. 
But they came out and put all that to rest. They looked great. There was a couple slow drives early in the game where they couldn't get shit going, but then they put they shrugged that off, came out, scored thirty one uh, like twenty four consecutive points. Should have been twenty seven, but they missed kicks. Bucks, they I mean they were flat all game. I mean we said it. They're they're the only team in here that we didn't think deserved to be in there. We felt like the Panthers should have been the team in there for them. They were lucky that J.C. Horn got hurt, and it showed. And, oh, it showed bad. Like, I don't, I don't care if you're blaming Bowles. I don't care if you're blaming Brady. I don't care if you're blaming Leftwich. Leftwich did get fired while we are recording this. He's gone now. Or I believe he's going to get fired. Like, heavy things. It's one or the other. He's already fired or heavy reports that he will be fired. Bowles' job is not safe. And Tom Brady, from everything it sounds like, it's either he's retiring or he's going to be on a different team next season. So... They're not only did they lose the game, but they're in a bad place. Yeah, they're in a bad place. Kyle Trask next year, man. Shit. You uh, shocked that they draft a QB, to be honest. Like I at this point, they got a first round pick. It's, it's a late one, but I wouldn't be shocked that they pull a trigger on the QB. University of Florida alum, man. It's Kyle Trask for the win. But yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a new court a good quarterback until um Manny comes in, so Nah, you're no, nah, you tripping. I would say the kid out of North Carolina, Drake May. I haven't seen talent like this since Mahomes, bro. That boy Drake May, he's not in this draft, but next year's draft, he's gonna be the next guy. We'll this is before you. anyone else is saying it right now. I'm telling. You, I was I was watching this motherfucker. I don't watch college football as, as heavy as other people. I was watching him play, and he was just doing some impossible shit. People love Caleb Williams, who's in the same draft class. Same way people love Mitch Trubisky, who's in the same draft class. You said Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, because Mitch Trubisky went like one or three or something. Like he went super early. He was the guy out of out of the college, and then Mahomes went later. And that's why I think Drake May's gonna fall from like ten to fifteen, like Mahomes did. And he's uh, Drake May's gonna be the guy. Fun fact about that Mahomes um, draft: Cliff Kingsbury was his coach, and they tell him like, "Yeah, but you should come back another year." They um. They talk about not drafting you to like the fourth or fifth round. Like, come back another year, you might be first round. Nigga gets picked in the t- in the first round. Like, it's picked number like eighteen or some crazy shit. And he's like, oh, they they figured they must have figured out the secret. Somebody told his arm is just too good. Like, I don't know. But that's enough about that. But the Cowboys, we've been saying about other teams like. They're they're fluky and stuff. But man, do they seem like a team that like I said it early on. I want to say around like week five to six time when I said I think the three best teams in the NFC is the Cowboys, 49ers, and the Eagles. This is when I think the Vikings were cooking, all that stuff. But I still I still stand on it. Like when they're when they're playing at their best, I there's just no other team that's better than them. Like the, the Cowboys can put up 30 to 40 with anybody, and they have a great defense led by Parsons in them. So this defense is electric. I mean, I feel like Brady didn't get sacked too crazy in this game. Well, how many sacks did he give up? Like three? Um, I could check real quick. Uh, you got sacked twice for seventeen yards, but the like just like as a team, they ran the ball twelve times for fifty-two yards. They stuffed the run game, and like yeah, Brady had three hundred yards, but like for the first half, there was all like a whole bunch of three and outs, and not even three and outs, but they would get a couple first downs, but they never really made it. They never made it past the 50-yard line. Damn. 
like that's a great defense. Like oh, like y'all can get a couple yards here and there. Fill fill up your stat sheet, but you're not making it past this fucking logo. That's respect. That's respect. That's when you're at your absolute. You're at your absolute hottest. You're not giving up nothing. I know Cowboys fans wish the Vikings would have won because they would have been playing the Vikings next week. Instead, they I, do the 49ers. So it is gonna that that's gonna be the big game next week. The Cowboys, if they play like they did this week, they I think they give any team run for their money. Yeah, they like you also got to remember they're four points off the board. It should be 35-14. And that 14 is also eight of those points came in the fourth quarter when no one gave a fuck. It was really like 35 fucking zero. Uh, like 35 6. I do respect this defense because they picked what they said they picked up on um, Brady when he got they threw Brady's first red zone picks in like 2019 with the Patriots. So yeah. that's pretty. Interesting. But like you said, man, this Cowboys team can't run it with anybody right now. When they're playing like that, Dan Quinn is on. It's so funny watching these teams, watching these coaches on the sideline. You got Dan Quinn in the, in the booth just looking like he's playing chess. Um, What's the OC's name? That's my dog. Um, I can't remember his name right now. It's uh for the Cowboys. It's um yeah. It's a young Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, you got Kellen Moore. I remember watching him play, but um Kellen Moore, you got Kellen Moore OC, and they just got Michael Carter looking like, uh, hmm. okay, uh, 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 like you feel me? I don't know what exactly. I feel like Mike McCarthy handles the business. He handles the hiring and firing over here. Yeah, Big Mike's so, not in charge of a lot. Yeah, like I think it's a killer me. But this our Cowboys team looked great. Their defense held it down. So this next week is gonna be interesting against the 49ers because that 49ers defense is gonna fuck them up. But can their defense hold make force Brock Purdy to make any you know, mistakes? Because no team, no defense has done it so far. Yeah, and like Dak played a perfect game. Can he continue to play a perfect game? Because he loves to turn that ball over. He led the league in interceptions and he didn't even play the first season. That's crazy. That's how you don't just fuck it up at the end of the season. But as well as the motherfucking this kicker, you got to make fucking kicks. There's no way you can just come in and miss anything, let alone four. I will say it was windy. It wasn't that windy, but here in Tampa, it was windy that day. It wasn't super windy that like Chicago or something. But there was some wind in the sky. He's a, he's a great kicker throughout the whole season. And that's what I hate to happen to some people with their jobs is, like, you've, you've balled out all year, 17 games now. You have one bad game, and it happens to be in the playoffs, and now your whole job may be gone. Because he was like a Pro Bowl kicker. Like, I'm not sure who would – the NFC, I'm not sure who's – because they don't have Justin Tucker and they don't have Daniel Carlson. So they don't – like, those are the other – those are the two best kickers in the NFL. They're both AFC kickers. So he could have been the Pro Bowl kicker because there's not there's not too many great ones. And he had a, a hell of a season at, at, at kicker for NFC. Maybe not better than my dog, Matt Gay. But that kicker is straight. I mean, that's something that they actually do got to figure out. But this Cowboys team looks good and respect to them for putting up and putting up, um, putting, sending the Bucks home early this season. And – if only and the best ability is availability, Paul. Because remember how I was talking about the dude that worked the Gator Bowl, worked the Jaguars game, or what yeah. also worked the Bucks game last week. So now you're not even just doing college; now you're doing professional football games. And you might have seen Brady's last playoff game, possibly. 
and like I said, two routes for what everything's leading to right now: retirement or he'll maybe on a new team next season. Nah, that shit is real life. But that was it for the divisional playoffs. It was a crazy one. Catch us, or that was what wild card weekend. Next week's divisional playoffs. So that was it for the wild card weekend. Catch us divisional playoffs. It's gonna be so, it's great matchups. None of the spreads are above seven, I believe. So everything's close right now. And as always, this was Paul Pick a Win of Concha. I'm joined with Kev Waterboy Savoy. And this has been Totally Blitz Podcast. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. Suck it, let him in. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen. Knowing that I'm heaven sent. Higher than I ever been. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic. Don't you say-